The Cantori Show. Hi, great to be back with you. I'm joined by a friend, Jonathan Wayne Freeman. Hey, man. Hi, excited to be here, Mr. Cantori. Thank you for having me. It's so weird. The last time I saw you, we were given bro hugs. Now we won't touch feet. Nope, stay away from me. Very strange how things change that quickly. And you work, I know you have some questions for me, but I wanted to start with you. Uh, you work in uh, what field? Are you, are you, you're cool talking about your, uh, your gig, right? Sure. Or is... Yeah, I am a paramedic. Okay, so how has your job changed? Well, <laughs> it got really scary all of a sudden. I mean, we've always used BSI, which is body substance isolation. We're always wearing gloves. We wear masks if there's, uh, as precautions, if we think, you know, there's going to be droplets from someone coughing or we put a mask on them. But real quick, we realized that uh, the hospitals would be overwhelmed if there was a pandemic and everybody started looking around kind of going, ooh, are we really prepared for all this? And then me personally, I instantly thought about my own family and I don't want to get sick and come home and bring that to, uh, to my family. But we've we've dealt with the swine flu, we've dealt with Ebola and all that stuff in the past, but this is like I've never seen anything like this. Now is this like are you getting calls like you're getting called down to go tend to somebody who's experiencing symptoms? Absolutely, yeah. So you have somebody that has a dry cough, that has a flu. Before I'm going, you joked with me today. I came to your house and you reached over with the thermometer. Yep. And I thought you were 100% serious because that's what's happening at work. Before I go into a nursing home, before I go into a hospital, they're checking my temperature. They're checking my partner's temperature because they don't want us to come in. But this leads to the question of you only have so many healthcare workers. Right. If every all the healthcare workers get sick, apparently in Italy, they're just like, well, we're going to keep working. Yeah, or we sequester you and you're just, you're all sick together and yeah. keep working, right? Yeah, yeah. So, with, with everything being said, though, it does. I kind of, my ears and everything went, went, went up and my, my, my bat signal went up when I heard that the NBA canceled everything. Because once I saw that, oh, people are going to be losing hundreds of millions of dollars, I went, Ugh. Once it started affecting the 1%. Yeah, I'm like, people yeah. are, that was something, me too. something weird's up and I don't know what it is, but that's when. When I started thinking, this is this is getting weird, you know. Now, getting back to you checking on somebody, there's no way of you for you. You obviously don't have these COVID nineteen tests, so you're just. What are you able to decipher? Decide like, oh, yeah, you've got the regular flu, or I recommend you hunt down a test. So I'm going to tell you something really screwed up. Okay, this is jacked up. All okay, right. and this tells me that they don't right now have enough tests. So if you're if you're a patient and you're exhibiting. Um, a bunch of these symptoms and you're tested you're tested for something called RSV you're tested for all these different things that you might have that could be pulmonary issues right if you hit a box and you have RSV they are just going to say that's what you have and they're not going to test you for corona so there's people that we're if this makes sense that we're dealing with who have checked one of these boxes and we don't know if they have corona or not because they're not going to waste a test on them Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what is this? And I've been told this is what the CDC is doing, which tells me that... They don't have enough tests. They don't have enough tests at this point. And have you encountered somebody where you're like, holy shit, I don't know if this person really has it or not? 100%. Oh, that would freak me out. Of course it freaks you out. So all I can do is protect myself, try to protect them. And again, though, going back to everything... 
it seems to me the people that I would be most concerned about are the elderly sure. and people with compromised immune systems. And unfortunately, like, uh, like in these nursing homes and places like this, ugh, it could just not be good if, if it's spread in there. So all the precautions they're taking now, it's funny a few weeks ago, like some of these nursing homes, you're like, they're the worst garbage. Now all of a sudden everyone's really like on their game, on their game. People are being really nice. Nurses are usually pretty rude to the medics and, yeah. and stuff, you know, and now everyone's being really cool to each other. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot, just a lot of, well, you get the other extreme too, where you have people obviously fighting over hand sanitizer and toilet paper, but I've certainly, uh, I've seen the compassion and the good with humanity, but it would freak me out though. I mean, just being obviously a parent, as you said, when we first popped on and you're throwing yourself into these environments, A, thank you. I mean, that's so friggin' noble and I know you don't look at it that way, but I would be so freaked out and I'm an unemployed guy right now. And if you offered me that job, it'd be a tough take because of this stuff. So I started to get, I, I think I kind of let the fear get me a few days ago. I was kind of wigging out at work. And I'm, I'm telling other people, like, keep your head, be calm. But I started tripping out a little bit. But then I'm like, you know what? More than likely, uh, it's, there's a strong possibility I will get it. And that's just how the cards are laid down. And that's okay. And people need help. I have gone over in my head, like, at what point am I like... Because I'm not... I'm a, I work for a private company. I'm not a sworn city personnel like a copper or a firefighter right. so at what point would i be like nah I'm had enough out. i'm out i'm digging what i'm doing right here with you to be <laughs> honest this feels pretty good yeah no and i get it and that's why i say it's just throwing yourself in the in the eye of that just blows my i but, just yeah but let's i mean whatever it is what it is i want to talk about you chris so yeah. so what's going on with this radio stuff because i know kevin and bean Bean had already left Kevin and Bean. Now we find out this morning that show is canceled. Yeah, your Kevin show, got fired. Your show was canceled. Um, I first heard about you back in the 90s um, on 91X, I think is when I first heard about you. Yeah. And um, just you seem like you're just you're just a part of San Diego. People look to you for, for whatever it is. You know, you're Cantori and San Diego. They're one and the same. So what are your plans? Tell me about this Patreon thing, because I heard you're doing something. You're going to keep working with Merrill. Yeah. What's the deal, dude? So we're going to keep putting content out there through the Patreon. Are you familiar with that platform? Like, have you thought about using it for yourself and your comedy? I know very little other than that it's a user-supported thing where people yeah, can you, pay you, money for your content. your content. It could be anything from your comedy to the great videos you put up on Insta mm -hmm. to nudies from some of our favorite Definitely nudies. Definitely get down with some nudies. And uh, in our case, we're doing audio and video and mm -hmm. just putting a show up there and letting people kind of experience what we used to do on the radio, but then we can add extra depth to it because we're not worried about FCC guidelines, regulations, yeah. stuff like that. But the tough part is, you know, losing a gig during a pandemic is a mind mind screw, man. It's not the best time to be unemployed. <laughs> what can you do but laugh, though? You have like, to laugh. I just talked to some Australian dude on Instagram, we he just dialed me up and right. we had a community. And a, a month ago, it was like 
the whole place was on fire and burning and they got that under control. He was stoked. And then he's like, oh, but now this is. <laughs> I know. So again, like. You have to laugh. And that's why I kind of laugh in the face of it and shot that little video with you out front. Because that's all I know how to do when faced with misfortune is laugh in the face of it. And that's something my grandfather taught me early in life. And it's also how I got through, like when I'd have, you know, like depressing moments in high school and shit. I would listen to music that would lift me or, or listen to comedy albums just to make me laugh because I would be able to tap into that medicine. And I do believe laughter is medicine. I agree. And also, Chris, this isn't your first rodeo, is no, it? No. And that's a lot. You know, you're right. You're dead on when you, you have say this, that. this is these experiences where you're like, okay. If I react the same way this time, then the joke's on me, which I've you, said before. You know, you know what a healthy response is. And, and like when stuff is out of your control, it's out of your control. Like, you're right. You're right. There's and that's very what, little that we actually can control. And that's very little. And that's what's different this time, and I'm glad you said that, because this time around, it's probably the first time I've lost a job where I'm not blaming myself in some capacity. Beat myself up. Could have done this different. Could have done that different. Honestly, it's the first time in my entire radio career where I'm not beating myself up for losing my job. That's a positive. It's friggin' amazing. Yeah. Do I still have fear and insecurities and, you know, am I scared about what's next? 1,000%, but at least I can walk through it without this air of, you know, just defeat or blaming myself and carrying shame. And it would feel like a bat, you know, a 75-pound bag of dog food on my back. And I don't have that right now. And that's what I'm feeling the most. But again, in the middle of a pandemic as a son of a bitch, as it relates to the Kevin and Bean thing that you said, mm-hmm. imagine being those guys. Like my my termination's been on the book since the, since the end of 2019. Those guys were moving along naturally and got it pulled out. I This was like waiting for the storm to hit. You know, it's kind of like, waiting for somebody to die, and you're like, well, we were prepared. Yeah, you could say that, but when it happens, you're never prepared. If, if we're going to look at the bright side of things, though, I mean, what better time, time to be unemployed? As strange as the time you're right. is, like, if you just want to jump in what we're doing right now. Bingo. Hey, get it, buddy. Now's you're the time. stuck at home. You, your creativity can go to another level. People are sitting at home wanting to hear things. You're right. Wanting to be your fan give them content it's a weird thing but man again any situation you could you can use it i agree and, and it's a yeah it's a trip while we're doing this i've heard like five helicopters now i'm hearing <laughs> sirens <laughs> it's uh it's such a crazy time but yeah i know like you were saying your wife excuse me i just burped coffee your wife, she um, she was fans of people on the KFMB AM side, right? Huge fan. Who was that? Do you know their names? Mike or? Slater, she loves. Okay. Um, Couple, there's like a partnership, something in Armstrong, Armstrong and, and Getty. Getty. Yep. A lot of those people, from what I understand, did you hear what happened? So the station that purchased our, or the group that purchased our station, also purchased that AM station, 760, but they sold it to iHeartMedia. Mm. which is used to be clear channel. So iHeart, from what I understand, is staying true to the format to some extent. So your wife still might be able to listen to her favorite personalities. Oh, well, she'll be very happy. On the 100.7 side. No, okay, we're, I can we're, tell her We're that. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> On the FM side. We're yeah. fucked. Yeah. I oh, wait, do, uh, we have, do we have to beep that you said fucked? Oh, no, I'm good. Oh, well, good. We can, good. Say the, we can say the F word now. You can say the F word very, now. Very you see, neat. you couldn't do that on the radio. So exciting. But I do have to say, the fact you have a, a hand wound that looks like it's 
like it's frothing does kind of scare me a little bit. This is actually dry and way better than it looked a few days ago. That didn't help. I was at work with wounds because I took a spill when I was drunk and smoked a cigarette with my closet neighbor for... No, it's the worst, bro. You smoked a cigarette? Listen, those American spirits are extra strong. I didn't <sighs> know. And I was extra whammy. Dude, cigarettes. And I fell down like an old school, old, gross drunk. And it was a, it was a good awakening. And Not you the went best down time. on your hands? Went down on my hands, my chest. Okay, so take us through the scene. So I, uh, I had had some vodka uh, last Wednesday. I had had some beers. I think I was feeling a bit like... Like uh, the calm before the storm, sure. it was just like I don't, I don't know what to do here. So I was just kind of getting wa- wasted, and then, which is a terrible reaction. But I'm, I'm walking the dog at like midnight. No, I see my neighbor smoking a cigarette, walking his dog. <laughs> I walk up to him and I'm like, "Hey, what's up, man? Let me get one of those." And I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes. Like, you d- the, when's the last time you had a smoke? Probably the last time I was super whammied somewhere no. with some stranger at a bar. You were never a regular, because I used to be a regular smoker until 35. Were you ever that guy? No, I was a social guy, like okay. always bumming, never, okay. never buying packs, okay. but like I'm at the so bar. So it's not a foreign activity for no, you to No, I was just smoke. like, oh, you get a little head rush, that's good times, right. whatever. So he hands it to me and blah, 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 we're talking. I take two puffs, like inhale hard, I take two steps and I fall like... Ju- thank god i didn't hit my face or my head i somehow got my hands in front of me Ooh, and just completely screwed my hands up he's like are you okay are you all right and i got up and was like spinning around like a top it was <laughs> so bad so i what i do is i i went ahead and let the whole neighborhood know just because i knew it was going to be like he was gonna oh i saw john he got whammied and fell so i just you broke the news pre- first preemptively was yeah. told all the neighbors hey look Anyways. That's the way to do it. That's exactly what I did when it came. I wrote my own press release. Gotta be honest. <laughs> Gotta, be, Gotta honest. be honest. So you said this time with getting let go, you feel good as far as like, are you saying that because you feel like the show was good and you put everything into it yeah. that you could? Yeah. And there's nothing left. Like yeah. you're like, I did everything I could. Yeah. I showed up. I did the work. Yep. There you yep. go. That's why I'm not blaming myself. And I accomplished things at that gig that I hadn't accomplished at other places. And I hadn't seen success like that since I worked at 91X. So for me, you know, I always had this emptiness and this void that based on my last couple of go arounds that, you know, I never, I, I always left on a down. And I don't feel like I left on a down this time around where it's like, okay. And, and I don't believe in coincidence either. And I talked about this openly that this radio station that I was working at, 100.7, was the first station that I started at when I first got out of, you know, I went to San Diego State, graduated from state, and I went to work at a mortgage company for a year. And uh, because they were just, it was during the recession or the refi boom, excuse me, of the early 90s on the heels of a, a, a mini recession. And a lot of people were getting to the housing refi game. So I went to work for this uh, loan processing center where I was a loan processor and worked right around Ooh, the underwriters. Good times. Good times. Good times. Fun gig. And that was the first time I learned, no joke, what depression was. I had no idea what it was, but I was in this cubicle, a college graduate, and saying to myself, I'm not happy. <laughs> Been there. What happened? <laughs> I did not plan on this. I went to college for this, high school. I got bullied in high school. My dad kicked the shit. It was all, you know, this is what, it, it, this is it. And, uh, 
I was depressed. And what I did to help curb my depression while I was working in this cubicle was calling radio stations around town and pranking the DJs. Right. <laughs> so I remember calling 91X incessantly and fucking with their morning shows and their afternoon show, who was Mike Halloran at the time. And I would do voices. I would mess with them. They'd throw me on the air because I was doing voices and screwing with them or saying random stuff. And uh, I started applying for stations and any media outlet in town. And the only call I got back was from 100.7, where they hired me for $5 an hour to answer the phones for the morning show. Wow. So I had never stepped foot in that building yeah, since that first run. It had been 25 years. So to go back to the place where I started and go to number one was awesome, especially on the heels of thinking my, my career was already over. You know, mm -hmm. at that point, I already had succumbed to the fact or, it, you know, mentally said to myself, I'm never going back to radio. My career in radio is done. And then I was gifted with that opportunity, which is why this time around. Also, I'm not saying I'm done with radio. I'm not. Someone offers me a friggin' gig today. I'm in. I love radio. I love communicating with people. I just don't know how to do it and keep jobs for longer than a friggin' year, bro. Dude, your attitude, though, you have the choice, right? Yeah. And you're in the right spot. You're in the right headspace. It's hard, though, sometimes. Of course it is. You know, of I struggle. Don't get me wrong, man. Yeah. But I struggle. But thanks for saying no, that. No, it's it true. Because it helps keep me in check. Yeah. No, you can... Ugh, look. It, for me, it's easy to go off the rails sometimes. Me like, too. Mentally, I just... You, you take the wrong thing. I don't get enough sleep. I have too. too much caffeine. Same. Um, You drink too much or whatever substances, like... I mean, come on. Yeah. Like the same. more you take care of yourself, the better you're going to be. Exactly. And life really ain't that bad. Like we're pretty blessed. We're pretty dang lucky to be where we're at in this time in history. I agree. And if you read, like I've been reading a lot of dark, dark stuff. I've been reading this book about the Bosnian conflict in the early 90s and how intense it was and what a civil war looks like when when your neighbors are dying and like you're trying to get bread for your family but there's snipers all over the neighborhood and they're just killing people and that kind of puts things in perspective it does it gets real dark but you're like oh wait a second there's a pandemic yeah that sucks but guess what people aren't running into my village with machetes right which is happening that shit is going on right now like no this question so when I when I think about like when has it really hit the fan? To me that's when it really hits the fan. Yeah, and that's what scared me the other day when I went by and I told you this off mic where I went to get a bean and cheese burrito for my kids. Nothing more innocent than going on a bean and cheese burrito run. Mm -hmm. And as you're driving to the burrito shop, you pass a gun store that has a line out the door, 20 people deep in the rain, standing in the rain yeah. waiting to buy guns. Well, that's fear. What does that tell you? That tells you that people think they're going to have to defend themselves right. what you just or said. their goods. So when that time happens, that if it happens, that's that's no good. That's no bueno. If you get a situation that's like the riots, the L.A. riots, oh. and that's that's no good. And that's what's been scaring no me good. since this whole, you know, since we've lost in many ways our middle class. And I'm not trying to get into a political discussion here, but uh, I don't want to sound like an alarmist. But I also, you know, and I get made fun of, you know, for being a quote unquote and saying I'm an empath or whatnot. And I have these feelings and feel these energies. <laughs> You're already laughing. No, but, I love it, though. But I've said for a long time that I have felt unrest right. and that this division of class, they were going to start fighting and taking it to the streets. And is this, is, is this what's going to take it to the street? I think being sensitive 
to things and being creative is like having a superpower. I don't think it's weird that you get premonitions or you think things, your gut and your intuition, that's 100% real. But I, I like to think that maybe everything that's happening, people sort of go, oh, wait, everybody calm down. That's what I hope. Like, if that's you look at what the United States is supposed to be, what's the first word? United. United. And everybody chills out and's like, okay, we're all in this together. We got to support local. You know, we don't need to, to get out and be violent. Like, everybody chill and let's figure out how we can make our local government, our federal government, our state government all work better. I agree. If everyone does that and, and calm and rational thought rules the day, muy bueno. And the other thing I want to add to that, and then we'll end because on this subject, because I don't want to spend too much time here and I'm sure you don't either, is that I hope we also learn from the mistakes we made during the recession, which is the cruise ships the the airlines the car the automotive industry they don't need the bailouts the humans the people who are not as we discussed the one percenters let's take care of those people first before the corporations because those are the people who have everything on the line their 401ks their homes the rest of their lives are on the line corporations will recover it's not as easy for people i agree with that and my grandparents who lived through the depression were like, hey, eat all your food on the plate. And I, I was like, get out of here. But when there's when there's an abundance of everything, you don't think about that. Isn't it a trip? Yeah, they went through a time where it was like, we don't waste a damn thing. And I'm going, ooh, I'm a pretty wasteful dude. I, I was thinking about out. people with diet restrictions. Yeah. How much this is, you know, like, all right, let's see how... Let's see how real those diet restrictions Dude, are. All of, listen. If all listen. you can eat right now is this friggin' gluten. I did a post. <laughs> I did a post yesterday, which was just meant to say, like, some things matter and some things matter very little. And when you're complaining about your your kid's gluten allergy and all this, hey, now that doesn't seem like the biggest deal in the world. Bingo. When people have time to complain and bitch about everything, life's going pretty good. And it's not. Dude, the funniest thing is people think that's like a political statement. I know. It's not. That's just a common sense. Everything, people, does not have to be on the right or the left. Like, chill out with that, all that talk, like the good and the bad, and I'm on this side and I'm on that side. This ain't the time for that. Everybody needs to take a step back, breathe, and freaking get together and just enjoy the fact that we can have difference of opinions. Oh, I agree. You know, a thousand percent. And I also wanted to say on that note that uh, when it comes to bringing people together, I'm certainly without sounding like a complete douche. I don't know if you got the text I sent you last night and I didn't expect a response by any means, but I want to say it on mic, which is I don't believe in coincidence, as I've said earlier. And I don't think it's any coincidence without sounding weird and shitty and trippy and gooey that uh, we've met. And I really thank you for for being a friend coming into my life and being such an inspiration during a critical point in my life. Because I've been afraid to put myself out there in the same way you've put yourself out there on Instagram. And you've inspired me to be able to do that with with a fierce grace and with a sense of humor and uh, with no fear. And I thank you for that. I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for you. Well, that's very nice of you to say. And just... Just a little quick backstory. Uh, the only reason this happened is because Chris reached out and then I was excited to meet Chris and we started meeting and you form a relationship. Everything's about relationships and don't be afraid to take that step, you know, and 
and meet somebody in person, get to know them. You need to meet people, look them in the eye, true. talk to them about stuff. And yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's amazing if you look back and see how, how things work out and the path works. And that's what makes things cool. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I agree. And you just do the best you can. You have a wealth of knowledge in radio. This is your skill set. This is your breadbasket. So sky's the limit, my friend. And where can we find you, John? Uh, you can find me working with the sick. <laughs> <laughs> We're <laughs> off that subject. If people want to laugh, where can they find you, Jonathan I Wayne Freeman? I use my real name. It's at Jonathan Wayne Freeman. That is my Instagram, or you can go to YouTube to Surfer Magazine's YouTube site. I have a show called the Ultra Core Surf Hour, um, and we are currently filming season two. You can watch season one if you like at Surfer Magazine's YouTube channel, and then you can find all my stuff at Jonathan Wayne Freeman. It's so brilliant. Keep doing it, my dude. Thank you, Chris. The Cantori Show. Cantori Show.